Yo, hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Twister Podcast and I've been trying to put out content for a while now but I haven't been able to due to the fact that I travelled about two weeks ago, yeah today is Sunday so it makes it exactly two weeks, I came to see my wife, I just got married like last month so and start so we're staying apart from each other for like a month and felt like felt so bad so i decided to come and visit my wife you get yeah shout outs to me she was calling me she was like oh honey you've not come to see me now what's up now she was like she was like ah this is the honeymoon we've not started the honeymoon you understand and you know all the things that goes on in the the only way so <laughs> that kind of thing everybody this bitch ass is fucking like this boy was sick because he had not seen me for guessing to two months but actually she was crying and i couldn't send you i was i can send you guys the text you know, like, you know i always do keep receipts but that's that's a story for another day yeah. So I came here, she did not allow me to record. Whenever I want to record, she would say, Babe, you don't want to hold me. Why why are you talking to other people? Talk to me. So that's why I've not been able to give you guys good content over now. But now I'm back, you understand? As the the man in me, I just I told that today, I was like, see, for, see, we have to rest, woman. Because I have I have to attend to my audience. <laughs> so we'll go back to another episode today. It's been a lovely time with you guys over the past i think i started my podcast in may yeah so it's been it's been a lovely time with you guys for the past two months some people have sent me comments and some people have uh, people thanks for the feedback and uh, the repost and and everything that you guys do for me i really appreciate and on today's topic i'm going to be no i'm not going to be random but it's a collection of different i am different um issues that bothers me and so uh warning this is a trigger warning in case you are stone cold christian or a true hardcore believer or a misogynist with like the strongest of misogyny just avoid this content for today it's not for you but if you feel like you can stomach what i'm about to say and fine you're welcome on board so today we are going to be talking about three things but i'm going to be br- as brief as possible because i don't want to go deep down into it i might though i don't i can't predict the future but then i'm going to be talking about feminism one second thing i'm going to be talking about is um i'm going to be talking about abortion rights and the third thing i'm going to be talking about is um gender uh, not gender equality but i'm going to talk about more of the lgbtq plus community so these three things the reason why i want to talk about these three things is because there's no how you can talk about one and leave the other i feel like they are all intertwined with each other so first thing we're going to talk about feminism now what is feminism I'm just going to go to my dictionary and search the meaning of feminism so it will not be as if oh, this guy is, this guy got the definition wrong because I know a lot of people are like God, but you got the definition wrong so you know so what is feminism feminism is the belief in full social economic and political equality for women that's 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 is that simple as the full is the belief in the full social economic and political equality for women i think this this was the second generational right uh because the i think there are four generations or five generations of rights so we have the social economic and political rights which was promulgated i think in was it in 1979 or so or 1949 1949 1979 one of the many i'm slacking in my my human rights law is a 400 level course yeah yeah it was a 400 level course (laughs) 
So there's the social, politi- uh, socio-economic and political right, and it's a very fundamental right that all human beings are supposed to possess. Sure, depending on the age, because when you come to political rights, like the right freedom to vote and to be voted for, I think you have to be over up to 18 to vote. And in some certain countries, depending on the uh, political position that you're going to hold, you have to be at some certain age for you to get into some uh, key areas in government, such as the senatorial, gubernatorial, presidential race. So this one also just comes down to age but it has nothing to do with uh, gender there's no such thing as okay only a man can be a president it's not a constitutional um it's not a constitutional um, uh, principle or it's not a constitutional uh, document or agreement that was laid down and set in time so the reason why i'm talking about feminism is i have a lot of issues and i will not hide it See, let me tell you i'm a kind of person that i can I feel vexed, and if I vex, excuse my French, because I have a problem with these guys who who fight feminism. Like, are you mad? That's just my question. Like, are you mad? What is your actual problem? If you are, if you are not a misogynist, and for those who just feel like people always do through the meaning of oh misogyny, misogyny is always using misogyny. Let's look at the meaning of misogyny. Misogyny is a dislike or contempt for or ingrained prejudice against women. Or against women, rather. Sorry. Ah, wow, don't the taboo already. So, it's just misogyny because I don't see why will you have a problem with equality? Why will you have a problem with people having the same rights that you have? If that is not misogyny, I don't see any other word that will fit in. It's like it's like your sister having to have like having the same right as you and, and you get pissed over it. Why are you pissed? If you so much love your sister, why will you be annoyed or why will you be offended or be by the idea of her having the same rights or the same opportunities that you have? Now, on a group chat of mine, which I created about two months ago, we are having this discussion, and we're talking about uh, feminism. Now, a friend of mine who was opposing my own view, because I'm a strong feminist myself, and we had this argument, and he was like, oh, no, there can never be equality of rights. You can never have equal rights, blah, 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 blah. And the, the, the argument was going on for so long, we all were dropping our own points. But in a normal debate setting, I always give props. I tell people, oh, yeah, your point is valid. But I will not lie. I didn't see any point. I saw, I saw bullshit in it. I'm very sorry to say if they might, fact, it might sound offensive, but that's how I feel, and I can't hide my feelings. I felt it was pure and total bullshit, nonsense, beginning to the end, nonsense. Because I asked very simple questions. We went ahead to go, we went down to the um, area of marriage, and I do feel like there are two things that affect um, a, person's, uh, a person's ideology. I think the first thing that affects a person's ideology is the family which you were brought up in. And because of the family, the family has different values. So uh, family are usually seated on um, societal beliefs, cultural beliefs, or traditional beliefs. Now, the second thing that affects people's ideologies are their religious, uh, their religion. That is to say their religious beliefs. Now, religious beliefs have a lot has a lot to play in uh, the way people actually think, the way people actually perceive the world, the way people actually react to some certain things, or the way people actually uh, interact with things. Because like the popular saying, belief informs actions. It is what you believe. What you believe is what you are going to act on. So if you believe that juju exists, and you see somebody trying to show you that, okay, I'm going to do juju for you, you are going to beg that person because obviously you believe that there's one thing that somebody can sit down in his house and look at Kalabash and my face appears <laughs> and, and the person will say turn that to strike me as stupid as it sounds a lot of 
people believe in fact i think i'm one of the few people who don't believe in that gap but a lot of people do believe in it and because you believe in it you are going to respond in a different way or react in a different way that from from me if i hear somebody tells me i will do juju for you i'll go to my village i will tell you please do you need transports? I will, I will gladly give it to you. If you want, you want to carry me to this your juju, I'll, I would like to go there in case the juju does not work with, uh, you understand? You know the antenna they use to they catch the juju. The juju need the person to be physically present. I'll be there. That is because I don't believe in it. So it informed my action to just know that this thing is trash. But for a person who believes in it, it informs the person's action that I might get hot and this person is going to look for a way to get out of that situation so now back to the, the issue of um people being raised now when people are raised i think the first thing they have this idea is that men are superior to women and now why is that first of all it has to do with the way you were brought up in the family you have families where the boys playing game and the girl is asked can't he cook for your brother or don't you know that he is a man when a girl challenges her brother they tell her don't you know he's a man how will you talk to him like that and then they now have these gender specific rules that they give and the reason for giving these gender specific rules is not just because one person has a strength over the other person in some certain aspect but the reason why they give this gender specific role is to carry on the tradition of oh masculinity for men and a kind of weakness um, for women uh, superiority for men a kind of inferiority for women leadership for men kind of followership for women so they give up this vibe that oh can't you see your father is the head I'm, the, I'm your mother I, I, I listen to your father well, how will you do behave in your husband's house? Is this how you want to be cooking? Your, is this what you will tell your husband? Is this how you will re- uh, present yourself to your husband's families? And all those kind of nonsense that they tell young girls when growing up gives them this ingrained mentality or ingrains it in their mentality on the core of their identity that, oh, they identify as an inferior uh, inferior um, uh, or secondary or afterthoughts to a man and now when they are now building up the men they build them up in a way that okay you know you are the man you are the, you are the, you are the controller you are the head of the family you have to put your family in order you have to yeah. because there are some certain things that men will do they will be like ah you be man you be man or you know be woman so they make you feel like ah some things are not accepted of men. Abba, you're a man now. You're better than this other creature now. You're better than this other gender. You are not supposed to act in a certain way. And this kind of gives off the leader, follower, or the superior, inferior complex that they put on in children by the time they are growing up. That's one angle. That is the family. And I said the second thing is your religious belief. Now, when you come into the, the religious space, you kind of see the misogyny in religion. I know it's very offensive to a lot of you, but it is the truth. The religious sector is filled with misogyny. In fact, you can, you can smell the misogyny from the beginning to the end. It's just there. In the beginning, God created heaven and the earth. God created man in his likeness. And then, when Adam was sleeping, he thought of woman as an afterthought. In fact, women were not even considered the afterthought. Was never, were not even considered. When Adam was made to look for um, a potential partner, what, what did God make him, make him do? Let all the animals pass in front of him. You know? Let Adam choose goats or choose dog. Choose lion. Now so that, okay, this lion no fits Adam. And I remember, oh, okay, it's true. Let me create somebody that has Bobby, and you understand. And then he now created the woman from the river of man. So this, the Genesis chapter one already, or I think it's chapter two, because chapter one doesn't talk about that. 
Take chapter one talks about and God created men, men and woman, man and woman did he create. That's what chapter one says, which is why you have the um the this uh source this Bible uh, this uh, sorry scholarly consensus that the uh, first five books of the Bible were not written by the same person, but it was a collection of different ideas from different authors put together. That's why you have contradicting views in Genesis chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 2. So now in the Genesis chapter 2, which is where Christians like taking off the idea that men came before women, it says that the God first created the man and then after some time it was like, well, let me just do this woman i don't really be more create some sharp but make a job make a job i just create some so that that idea already sees the woman as as um inferior even though they won't want to put it that way subconsciously that is the that is the 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 narrative that is being put out there they would like to say that no she's support what is a supporting role who is a psychic? Who is a superhero? A superhero is the main figure. The psychic is kind of inferior to because he's a support role. And we know this, but I don't know. They just try to do linguistic and, gram- and grammatical uh, uh, legovers. You understand? Just to make it seem appealing to the to the abused or to the oppressed. And the oppressed take it like, okay, yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not inferior. It's is support role that we are providing oh well I'm, I'm 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 okay providing support role so they don't really see the hidden language behind this i don't even feel like it's a hidden language but to so many people it is so that's the idea and then when you now look further into the bible when it comes about talk to, when it comes to marriage i always tell you the man is the head of the family the woman is supposed to listen to the husband the man is the this the man is the that blah 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 you look at uh, adultery the man is to the woman was can be stoned she committed the adultery they will say the woman committed adultery like i said she was fucking herself like i don't know how that came about and you look at the book of i think numbers 32 or left i think it's not no it's not numbers i think it's deuteronomy 32 or 38 and then you see biblical scriptures that um that reeks so much of 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 misogyny that when these pastors are talking about oh the bible is the inheritor you just want to slap them with your left hand you understand you know right hand slap is kind of left hand backhand that's just how i just feel like just slap the nonsense out of this guy like what the fuck is he saying you have where women can it was okay to sell your daughter to cover a debt but it was but you could not sell your son obviously but you could sell your daughter to co- to, <laughs> to cover a debt or how a man rapes a woman and gives the father 30 shekels of silver and takes the girl for as his wife and the father is going to accept it without the consent of the woman showing that the woman had no choice or had no rights the man owned the child, so the man sells can sell his child because 30 shekels was it's obviously a price. Okay, take 30 shekels or see if I give me that property. I've raped her already, I've violated her. Just give me the woman. I want to keep on violating her, and it's fine with the Bible. And we also have this in different uh, other religious texts. I don't know where why people are so comfortable with oh no, my religion, my religion, and this. I don't know whether it's a kind of a Stockholm syndrome where you're so okay with your oppressor, your oppressor just keeps on oppressing you and you just take it. Oh, well, it's fine. After all, at the end of the day, we'll go and have eternal life and we'll all be one in heaven. If you are not one on it, <laughs> I didn't feel you'll be one there. I mean, like, when you just go to heaven, then their God will just be like, hey, men, on this line, women on this line, they'll be like, okay, all the mansions belong to men women one one bedroom flat i don't know <laughs> but it sounds like the hierarchy or how they are going to do it and when their god is being portrayed he's always portrayed as a man and when jesus had to come he also had to come as a man and the whole idea of men being superior to women when jesus wanted to choose his apostles they had to be men uh it's it's all just shows how little 
thoughts they were, uh, how little or how disregarded they were and sometimes often people do bring up oh but what of Deborah what of Esther and you know okay it's fine if I put up 50 men here and then I'll be like okay let me just add 3 or 4 women you won't see that as gender discrimination you'll be like okay it's fine there are 4 women there are 50 men mm, yes we are, other, we are also inclusive that has bullshit and you know it today that it's 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 not gender inclusion. If you have 50 white people and only two black people, you will see it as racism. Why are they discriminating? Why can't they make it 25-25? Why can't they make it equal? Or at least a certain ratio that's going to make sense at the end of the day. But this is not there. So whenever people bring up their excuse, oh no, Deborah Esther, Deborah Esther, Deborah Esther. Like, come on. <laughs> like, shut the fuck up. It's gender discrimination and it's very, very clear. They just have to put put up the stories there it's not like there was even a book of deborah i just gave one woman a book esther okay let's just give this because the story resonates around her so we cannot name it the book of mordecai i think if, if mordecai played a very huge role throughout the book they would have just named the book book of mordecai and just put esther as a as a supporting role in the book so we see the idea of how this thing plays it plays but, but from the family, it goes to, or it goes also to the religious sector. I know some people might push back and say, okay, but what of the tradition? Yes, the tradition is ingrained in the family. Because if you are an evil person and you raise a family, you are going to raise your family based on your evil tradition mixed with a little bit of your Christian uh, belief. So it's a combination, it's a hybridized combo. I call it the hybridized combo. It's like taking Christianity, taking Igbo tradition, merging it together, and using those ideologies to instill in your, to indoctrinate your children and form them in the image of both the Igbo tradition and the Christian belief or the Islam, whatever religion you believe in. So, now, why do men? believe they are superior to women or why do some women believe they are inferior to men both outspokenly and um, very toned down just subconsciously I've explained it has to do with both their religion and it has to do with their family upbringing that is how people are formed I think the uh, the Xavier the the, uh, the head of the Jesuit other once said, I think it was 1980 something or 1970 something. He said, He said, Give me a child until he's five and I'll show you the man. Because the best way to put knowledge into children of uh, make children to become what you want them to become is to indoctrinate them from a young age. That is why uh, we have people like the Christian organizations, they always do center around raising children, teaching your children Bible stories. We have, um, you watch American movies a lot. When they want to train assassins, they usually kidnap them from when they are kids to try and train them up. You look at all these um, jihadist group and all that. They all, all like to take children because that's the best way to mold. A man can be rebellious. A man can think for himself. A man can be like, oh no, but this thing I'm doing doesn't make sense. But children don't know what is right from and what is wrong. So whatever the are being indoctrinated into from time is what shapes their belief the idea that people have that they are intrinsic good and intrinsic bad like people have this universal morality to them that they believe that oh this thing is universally moral is very wrong because they don't it is what they have been taught that is what they believe is is right so you have in certain places the way people are believe that in some certain religion they believe that they can have marry up to four wives and they see it as fine and in some other certain religion they feel like it's morally appalling to marry more than one wife now if it was a universal morality on then everybody would have the same ideology about things but they don't so it all boils down to your family and to your religion so now let's go to the aspect of marriage in that debate i was having with a friend I want to call it a debate. I'll say it's a conversation, but a conversation led to a debate. So now, during the conversation, he said something. Uh, he said, in a marriage, uh, the man is the head. The man is superior to the woman. The, the, uh, the woman 
lays down or yes a word he used there's a word he used but the christian word he uses submit and i do have a problem with the word submission i don't know whether it's for me or many of you guys see this thing but brah the submission thing is so crazy now what does submission mean he said the action of accepting or yielding to a superior force or to the will of the authority of another person the action of presenting a proposal okay application okay, this is just like submitting a document but the action of accepting or yielding to a superior force, superior force or to the will of authority of another person now accepting or yielding to the superior force it's it's all, all shades of red flag and there's a bible scripture they like uh, they like quoting I don't think I remember the Bible scripture, but they like quoting uh, a, a scripture. I think it's from the book of, uh, I don't know. I know they have it in James chapter 4, verse 7, but I know that's not the one I'm looking for. But I don't do. I don't think I remember. But I'm going to find the scripture. Okay, I think it's Ephesians. I think it's the book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 5, thereabouts. Let me search it. Okay, yes, Ephesians chapter 5, 21 to 26. Now, this is what Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21 to 26 says. It says, Submitting to one another in the fear of God. Wives, submit to your own husband as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church. Now, when they are also, when they are reading this scripture, they kind of do these gymnastics there. And people don't really get the message. I know a lot of Christians are going to push back. I'm like, no, the Bible is, 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 is um, bruh, it's shit. And the sooner you understand the idea of this, the better. Now, it says, wife, submit to your own husband as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the church, uh, of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church. Now, if you did literature, or if you are a science student and you did not do literature, let me give you some literal, literal, um, literary devices and i'm going to explain to you simple literature now in literature there's what they call simile s-i-m-i-l-e so you could research it yourself now simile is when you do make a comparison using words like ass and like now when you say you look like your father that is a simile or you are as stupid as this boy that is also a simile now, when you look at it, it's making a comparison between the husband and the wife and Christ and the church. Now, he said the husband is the head of the wife as, that's the simile, as also Christ is the head of the church. Now, when you look at this comparison, how is Christ to the church? Is Christ and the church equal? Be honest, no. <laughs> the church worships, the church, the church Drews on Jesus, they're like, Oh my lord, my savior, kiss your feet. Thank you for waking me up this morning. I worship you. I, I ah, you are you are the king of kings. And now that's the same comparison that, that is given between the husband and the wife. He said the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church. So do you see the kind of the power dynamics of Christ and the church? It's the same power dynamics that is given to the husband and the wife, and you guys come up with the equality. Please spare me that nonsense. We both do <laughs> that. That is not equal at all. Christ and the church are not equal. So also the Bible makes it clear that the husband and the wife are not equal. So when he he gave this idea to me, how oh, the husband is always there, and I asked him, what is the criteria that a man has to check in order to be the head of the family? They were like, that's how it is. I'm like, that's how it is. There was the time that they were killing twins. That was how it is. There was the time they were banishing albinos. That's how it was. But we had to change things because there was a time slavery was cool. And even though I don't want to go into the... To the um, moral consequence or... <laughs> Or the implications of, of, of that where the Bible allows people to own slaves and uh, even pass them on as inheritance to their children. 
that's a story for another a topic for another day where we talk about morality and um intrinsic uh values or we talk about uh, universality of morality or the uh, idea of objective and subjective morality that will be a, a topic for another day but uh, then we look at things were once um bad or were once in a certain state and then we decided as humans to improve on things because that's what we are good at we are good at improving at the uh, improving the standards of living we are good at improving the state of things so before we, we had sandy roads rocky roads but then we decided oh we could put pavements here we could put um uh interlocking here we could put you know gravel here and make here motorable for roads uh, we could put rail here so we decided to improve the state of things that we met when we came and it's how we are going to continuously develop uh the planet so also institutions were made institutions were destroyed institutions were a dear were what would i say refurbished institutions were were kind of uh, reorganized and said okay this kind of um, certain aspects of this institution is not working so therefore we can just take it out and then we can put this part of the institution that is going to work so that is how we do improve um the society and that's how we make living or life in general better for people so then i was like if you feel like this is how things have been and now people are now coming to tell you okay this thing is not working what do you now do what you do is you improve you don't say no according to my bible that is how it is in my tradition that is i just see you as an unprogressive fool Honestly, to be honestly speaking, I had a conversation with an evil woman once and she was telling me and I told her that okay, but this culture is barbaric, this culture is stupid. Why would you say you come you should marry a dead person or this thing? And she was telling me according to, uh, with she, she and my mom, obviously, and they're like, No, see, if you try and change tradition, they will use you as an example, they will kill you, they will do this thing. You cannot fight a tradition. The tradition is this thing. Like <laughs> you see, that's my problem with the uh the elders like come on you people are so oppressed and you will just give up okay let's just stick to the oppression oh well and people are like no they don't want the oppression anymore therefore they come up with the movement that's the feminist and it came up because i told i told him if my wife is more competent than i am then she should be the head there is nothing there i know a lot of people are going to say you are selling your bet right as a man what fucking fucking bet right there's no such thing as that. The, in order for a person to become a leader, a person has to be tested. A person has to be tested. A person has to pass on certain criteria. You can't come and put an illiterate to become a surgeon. A, a surgeon has to go through school, has to be accredited, has to pass the medical examination, has to be certified. Okay, this person is qualified to become a doctor. This person is quali- a qualified surgeon. That is how you can check to see the um the authority of that person so when it comes to marriage also i feel like i don't even feel i know that this should be the right way you should have a competency test to see who is more competent to lead leading or competency of leadership doesn't come with a penis a penis you don't or a penis like nigerians let's talk normal it doesn't come with pennies. You can't say, I have pennies, so therefore, automatically, I'm the head of the family. What qualities do you have to show for it? Are you more financially uh, capable than your wife? Are you a heavy spender or do you know how to manage money? Do you know how to manage time? Do you know how to um, organize? Do you know how to uh, make critical decisions? high value decisions that are going to affect your family in a positive way do you know how to do all this if you don't know how to do it and your wife can then your wife should be the head of the family because the head of an organization should be able to lead and if you don't have that leadership quality then step the fuck down and allow the woman to do her job don't say because i have a penis i'm the man and i'm like that's bullshit and it's ego it's too it's too egocentric for me i don't know i'm very sorry if i'm sounding so passionate 
but when I talk about issues that are sensitive as this, I'm so passionate about it because it disgusts it. Like I feel disgusted by the around stupidity of many young ones and older elderly ones i know the elderly ones are very foolish in this area i'm very sorry to say if you're an elderly person listening to me if you hold this ideology i feel yeah i feel this foolish i'm very sorry i don't i don't care self like it's very foolish and then the young ones emulating this stupid character feeling like oh well that's the way our fathers put it our forefathers and our foremothers and everybody has put it they like fam if you want to be um, sticking with tradition, use your firewood to cook. Don't enter cars. The world is progressing. People are progressing. Things are being changed. Things are being changed. Um, technology has been coming. Um, the way we looked at people uh, is different now. We are evolving as a, as a species. We don't see things the way people saw things 2,000 years ago. So sticking to a book that tells you oh, the man is the head and using it to justify something 2000 years later shows how stupid you are honestly it shows how stupid you are there's no nonsense and big words that you use because i don't know you will just take so many things that are not deep as deep and they tell you a man is the head because the head is the leg and the leg is the breath and and you guys are like mm, deep deep there's there's nothing really deep about that there's nothing really deep it, it's total and crap it's nonsense and the thing is that it, you you we, we really do need to de- deconstruct our mind and we really do need to see things on a very very um, more realistic angle and we really need to look at things from a lens of empathy. I actually said I was going to talk about uh, feminism, um, LGBTQ plus and abortion rights, but I will leave abortion rights and, and LGBTQ for two different sessions uh, in, as the upcoming episodes that I'll, I'll be having, so that we'll just focus on feminism for today because I've seen I'm already 30 minutes plus into the podcast into this episode and i don't want it to be that long so just keep it at 15 minutes or thereabouts so the reason why i'm saying we really need to look at this thing from this lens of empathy is because i don't even understand why black in fact if white people had this idea we know that those guys have always been messed up mentally but when black people have this ideology of Oh, the man is better than the woman. Our tradition say. See, I I feel very irritated because <laughs> because we are also fighting for equal rights. Black people are being oppressed. There's racism in South Africa. There was a time I think it was 2018 or so. There was xenophobia. 2017, 2018. There was xenophobia in South Africa when Nigerians were being killed. In South Africa and this kind of racial discrimination or xenophobia against another country we we, 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 we didn't like it so we wanted people to empathize with us and try and change regulation or try and change rules or try and make put regulations in place that are going to check this kind of extremism that's going to that affects us directly or indirectly but then when we come to other people we don't want to show the same empathy that we require from 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 people we required empathy from the whites who were who were carrying taking blacks as slaves and we wanted oh no we are equal the man is not supposed to the value of a man is not by the color of his skin but by the content of his character i think that was martin luther king a man should not be judged by the co- color of his skin but by the content of his character was martin luther king jr who said that when he was fighting against the discrimination of the blacks by the whites now you have these black men feeling oppressed by white because white people feel they are superior to them <laughs> but then they not come down and say okay we as the men were now superior to the women so we have racial discrimination we're fighting racial discrimination no race should be better than race but then we feel like oh there should be gender discrimination we are better than another gender make it make sense you all are just bunch of clowns acting stupid trying to feel like oh this is and when a person 
who is a misogynist or who feels like because he has a penis he's he's better than a woman when they start talking and trying to feel very intellectual in their speech you just sound so stupid honestly you i just what are you trying to justify how do you how so is they what what i i told my friend that day was please don't teach your daughter this don't 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 teach your daughter that they are that they are below men or they are they are inferior to men if you don't know how to raise your daughters bring them to me i'll raise them on your behalf i'll raise strong women virtuous women intellectual women women who, who no nonsense women and all over the time i've been dating i've been dating i've dated a lot the people always tell me why do you like dating feminists i'm like because there are no nonsense women they will not take nonsense from me and that helps me keep giving check because even though i say i'm a feminist you get and i do not hold the ideas that a vast majority of people do hold there are sometimes uh because of how you were brought up and kind of religious nonsense that was put into my head i had to deconstruct it took me years three to four years to actually deconstruct my mind from religious garbage so there are sometimes some subtle things that are still a trace of that religion is still there so i need someone to keep me in check so you have a, a woman that will not take nonsense and she can spot there are some things you will say you, you might not feel like it's sexist or somewhat of that sort but they can easily pick it and be like but this thing you said i don't like it i don't i don't feel comfortable with what you said and it was very offensive it helped me keep in check and okay be like okay this this thing is kind of offensive how do i say things in a way that wouldn't sound offensive or how do i change this idea or this manner of speech so that is why I, I like and I did learn a lot from them um, along the, the line I did learn a lot from them I tried to understand their own um, angle and I see many people trying to say oh those women they are always feminists hate men hate men but there is a word for it it's called misandry and a misandrist is a person it's just the opposite of a misogynist or not the opposite uh, the the it's the exact replica of the of the uh, misogynist but for a female version uh, let me say yeah, a female version of the misogynist so the misandries also hate or has this prejudice towards men now when you have a feminist and you have a misandrist please put a demarcation between them a misandrist hates men a feminist looks for the equality social economic and political equality for women that is just what a feminist is so if you have problem with women hating men then you have a problem with misandrist not feminism not feminist but if you do really understand what feminists are fighting for and what the word feminism actually stands for and you have a problem with that then you are mentally sick you are mentally deranged you are an idiot and you need medical attention that's all i can tell you there's no justification for whatever nonsense and if you actually believe because you have something dangling between your legs you are more superior to another person you are a fool honestly and you don't know anything about in fact i don't think you especially if you are in a very high position or high I don't know what to say more. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, just yeah, you're just a clown, honestly. I see lawyers, I see doctors talking about uh, gender equality, and they seem to be this kind of misogynist. I just know that educational qualification has nothing to do with common sense. Some people are educated and they don't have common sense. Some people are illiterate and they have common sense. So when I see those kind of people, I know that they skip the common sense department. Uh, there was a time like when everybody was getting their common sense, they just they skipped or maybe they window shopped common sense. They didn't actually purchase it, so they don't they don't have common sense. So if you fall in that category, I'm not sorry to say that you are a fool. 
And I know people would be like, but in an argument or this thing, there are two sides. So you always have to, there are two sides. I, I agree there are two sides, but there are sides that are very foolish and they shouldn't be taken seriously. You have a side that says, oh, LGBT, gay people should be shot because they don't like what you like. And you'll be like, oh, that's another side. That's not another side. That's a foolish side. And those people shouldn't be taken seriously at all. Those people shouldn't be allowed to make laws. Those people should not be allowed to be leaders because they are terrible people. They are like Hitler. Hitler didn't like a particular race and decided that that race is inferior so they should be wiped out. So when I see people who have this superiority complex and feel like they are more superior to another race, another gender, or another person that identifies with different sexuality than you, and you feel like you are superior to that person because of your own bias, then you are a fool, you are an idiot, you are a stupid person, and all manner of insults that could come to my mind. I place everything on you. The simple and summary of this bulk, uh, bulky or lengthy conversation or lengthy rant, I'll call it, is that feminism fight for the equal rights of men and women. And if you feel like men and women should not be equal, Ah, may whatever you believe in, may your God help your, you, ah, or whatever, may anything you believe in help you. Um, people talk about marriage and they, are, and they, like, they, like, they like using that to justify why a man should be the head, or why a man is superior because the man is the head. Uh, like self-imposed head or tra- traditionally imposed head over a woman and and um, but they like to say the man and the woman they are be, they become one flesh and even when they use those terminologies they try to make it seem like oh it's equal when one flesh are equal the man and the woman are joined together or they agree the marriage the contract and they try to bring up all these um, ideas or terminologies that implies equality but then they don't put equality there uh, I have been dating for the past I can't even count let me not lie Sha. started dating when I was 15 <laughs> that's like some 9 years ago and but from when I started dating when I, from my 18 year upward I was like probably six years ago. I usually do things that ordinarily people wouldn't see as manly in a relationship. Um, in my university days, I dated three people. In my invest four people actually in my university, and uh, those four relationships I've had, I've always been the one I do cooking i do cleaning i can be in my girlfriend's house and i cook she can be in my house and i cook among everybody i've dated like and i've been in their house or they're in my house i i can proudly say that i've only eaten about four four meals in the when the five six years of dating from any woman that i've dated four meals in total i always do that the I don't see it as anything. I go to their kitchen. I wash the plate. I'm my penis did not shrink because I wash the plate. My status as a man or my gender, my identity as a man did not change. The way people respect me did not change. The way they look at me, the way they talk to me, did not change. So I don't know why people have this idea. Ah, man, you did go for woman, who gave you that idea? <laughs> the, there's no such thing as gender-specific role. There's no role that's placed to a man or a woman in a family. You're going to say, okay, I say, woman, you cook the food. I go to work, I come back. You serve me food. Take care of the children. 
You do the assignments. I bring the money. I pay the school fees. That's all. Gender equality. Because some guys like bringing up this, oh, there are strengths that women have. Women have some strengths. Men have some strengths. So the women and the men, they have to coexist with their strengths. The only thing is that the woman can give birth, the man cannot give birth. Finish. It's that simple. All these, the strengths, the strengths. It's not like they haven't doing manually, but the way they always talk at hustles, what are you doing? Some of you go to office, sit down, calculate, write something. Do you think a woman cannot do it? Some of you even have bosses that are women. <laughs> woman be your guy for office, they shout, hey, you the hustle. What are you hustling? Are you breaking block? You are not breaking block. If those kind of men even come and have, I think those ones even have a stronger argument. They have a stronger case. But you, you go to court, you argue, you are a lawyer, you go, you are a doctor. They are female doctors. Uh, you are an engineer, they are female engineers. So what kind of fucking hustle are you hustling that a woman cannot do? I'm doing the hustling, so she, she, has to, she has to do the cooking. For what? Or you have a woman who is a career woman, you also a career man. Both of you go to work, you come back and you feel the woman should go to the kitchen and cook for you. Eh, oga. The woman is a robot now. She, you, two of you went to work. You left the house by seven. You have a nine to five, nine to five. But she should run quickly and come and say, "Hey, my husband is hungry. Me, I'm not hungry. I'm not tired. My husband is tired. Let me cook food for him. Let me collect his suit when he comes back. Let me hang it. Let me give him water to wash his leg and use my hair and rub perfume on his leg. Yes, now Mary Magdalene. Ah, <laughs> oh, God." The entitlement that men have these days is so stupid. I think their mother has raised children, overgrown babies, and passed them on to their wives. And told their wives, "Well, now nah, I've finished, I've done the job halfway, and just continue with this child." That's how so many of you act. You give the woman the responsibilities that your mother carried. You just support, found another mother carry on the responsibility for you and cook for you and wash plate there are even some wives that the husband wants the wife to wash their clothes for them I own their clothes for them your royal highness when you are coming she should remove her wrapper and put it on the ground for you so that you will match into the house your leg is not supposed to touch ground because <laughs> the idea is very stupid you come back from work your wife come, your wife is also going to work then you guys should have okay to both of us we cook together my uncle my sister's husband i always like using him as a very good reference he worked with diamond bank as diamond bank manager in Kano. before he moved to abuja and started his own business so he goes to work morning to evening sometimes he comes out from work by 10. now this man is a person that when he comes out from work once his wife is cooking you'll never see this man sitting there in the parlor watching film when his wife is cooking my my aunt will be cooking in the kitchen. That's my elder sister. I call her auntie, you know, Yoruba family, kind of. So my sister will cook in the kitchen. My her husband will go. He can't cook, so he's going to stay with her in the kitchen. He will be just still with her. He will be carrying baby, while my sister is cooking. This man backs baby like literally with wrapper. You will see him in the house. It looks very funny. He wears short nika without shirt. He will back baby. He will pet baby to sleep. My sister will be sleeping. Baby will start crying. Normally, all this one, the woman will tell you, my woman, you're, you're, you're going to take care of that child. My, my uncle will touch his wife that she should sleep. Oh, my brother-in-law. He will stand up. He will go carry the baby. There was a time I stayed in their house when they just gave birth to their second child. And I was in the house for a, two months. That was, yeah, two months. I was in the house for two months. And he was the one taking care, even baiting the child. <laughs> so then I look at this man, and he's not, he's not, he's not a, uh, he's not a person that is that is struggling in life. This is somebody that that buys, that gets my sister what, what she wants, take her on trip to Dubai and stuff. That yeah, he's well to do. And I look at this kind of man, and I'm saying that wow, wow the quality that this man possesses. When I now look at other men, some of them, you don't have anything to show for it. No money, nothing. You can't pay your children's school fees. You can't do anything. And you're doing that. And the man, you have to cook for me. Why do you put one meat in my food? Some men even have the audacity. They don't work. They don't provide for the family. The woman will do the all the provision. And they will still be debating how they should be served. Wow. 
my sister gave me a story of one woman who was always collecting money from my sister because she was working my sister was paying her but my sister was still giving her some money because she she had five children she couldn't take care of the five children they didn't have money to pay for my my sister's husband would pay for their school fees the husband is not working the woman is working the other one will be telling her why are you coming home by six by five i want you in the house <laughs> this woman is hustling for daily bread you want her in the house by five you are not doing anything and one time the man even beats the woman i think because of she didn't put was it she put fish in the food and in life i wanted he wanted meat or so but it's the woman that is providing the food you didn't provide the meat but you wanted the meat and she could not provide the meat and you are beating her I don't know my this 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 thing if i go on and on and on and on and on i won't be done sure that right but i know that's too good <laughs> i wouldn't be done today so like i said um we in the next episodes we're talking about uh lgbtq um and the discrimination that they have faced and the next thing we are going to go after that is abortion right and after that the next thing still sticking to this equality and this marriage thing we'll be talking about divorce and why if your marriage is failing run it's not necessary all this what will people say oh in my religion you don't divorce uh, you die run <laughs> the, I, because this story when my sister was telling me i was like why can't this woman leave it's not like the man is, <laughs> the man is not providing your parents you are taking care of children yeah, yeah, taking care of the man. Haba. Because I was wondering, why couldn't she just, like, just leave? Since you actually do pay the bills, and it's not like he's contributing anything besides sex and giving you five children that he can't take care of, and giving you, leaving all the burden, putting all the burden on you, um, why don't you just leave and... If you do find, if you do want companionship, you could also find somebody who is comfortable with having stepkids. I do have, I do know a lot of people in my family and my extended family and uh, my friends who had uh, children before marriage and uh, the, their partners were okay with it. And they started their life together. People even had three years, uh, three kids, four kids, and they still married people who were comfortable with that. And they, they, they are happy together. So it's not like, oh, my kids, they are even, I'm not, I don't think that's an excuse uh, to me. Maybe to high, it, it is, uh, I don't know. I don't know what's tying high in that marriage. Because um, to me, uh, I can simplify marriage, marriage in uh, 10 to 20 different ways. But let me just give you a very simple analogy. The reason why I feel like, okay, if marriage is somewhat important, this is just the importance of marriage. Marriage is two people coming together to embark on a journey that one person can't embark on alone. Or two people coming together to build up on a project that one person cannot build alone. So how is that or how do, how do I make it make sense? It's this simple. You embark on a project and you need 10 million to build the house. You have 5 million and then you'll be like, Alpha only my guy, Alpha and Ashura. Uh, I get five million. You get five million. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I get five million. I say, okay, we could build this house now. We we'll build this house. Now only one room I need. You say now only one room. You want stay, baby? Yeah, we we'll just build this house. Two parlor, two rooms. You get two of us to be able to stay in it. You get. We have a larger space. We share. Um, we share amenity, bills, and all the stuff that will be cheaper for us, rather than us having um one. Uh, just one one separate house and buying separate lands that we. You get that we take up more money and more time to build so that's how the marriage is it's two people coming together and saying okay i have this five million you have this five million let's build up this project together and then in order to have to to do that you guys have to have a particular goal because you can't want to build a triplex and the other person wants to be build a duplex (laughs) you guys you just end up fighting and your marriage will, will work so you guys have to have a clear, concise goal in marriage, and and again, you um you guys have to have materials that the other person doesn't have, because that's how you guys you are going to complement each other. 
So let's say we need bricks and stone, and bricks and wood to build to build. And I have bricks that are enough to build. And I need someone who has wood. And then I go in search, and I'm like, oh no. Uh, I look at a girl. I'm like, oh babe, oh you have uh, wood. Okay, let's come together. Let's build the house. And that is how we come. We we supplement each other. But then when you go to a person that you have bricks, and the person also has bricks, but you need bricks and wood to build that structure. The structure will fall because bricks and bricks cannot build it. Only bricks and wood. So when you have someone with the same thing that you have and not something that is going to complement in order to make that marriage strong, it's going to collapse. Like maybe I have a bad spending habit, but I need somebody who is a very good manager of wealth. In order for us, because I make much money, but I spend it a lot. But she doesn't make more money, but she can manage money. So we do complement each other so we can actually build a sustainable marriage and a sustainable income and wealth or have provide um, liftings for our, our kids because we're able to manage our wealth properly. But if, if I'm a very bad spender and I'm also meet a very bad spender, we'll just be both bad spenders. And at the end of the day, we'll have a very frustrating marriage and because when you have external factors that are making you frustrated or making you depressed it kind of affects your relationship with people so that is my own idea i do have a lot of different summaries to put up marriage in but that's one thing to look at so if you're i don't know how people do really enter into these marriages because i don't feel like i'm going to marry a mediocre woman i'm very sorry to say but i don't think a woman that doesn't have that doesn't think well i, I don't i won't marry you so also, I don't feel like a woman should just marry a man that doesn't think well. A man that looks at you like you are inferior to him and you are marrying him. Except you also feel you are inferior. But if you don't feel you are inferior, if you don't believe you are inferior, why settle for a man who feels like you are inferior? Are you mad? Why subject yourself to that nonsense and that, and that insult? You shouldn't. In my honest opinion, you shouldn't. Even if your parents feel like, oh, this man is God-fearing and your pastor and your... Your pastor is not a marriage expert. You know, if you want to get into a marriage, meet a marriage consultant, a marriage counselor, and you guys should actually go visit a marriage counselor and stuff. So I'm saying uh, I prayed and my pastor prayed for me and we saw who her pastors with <laughs> some of them they beat their wives, some of them are I beg, I beg. Let's not even go into that today. So uh we'll come to the end of this episode today. I just hope that you guys actually can look at things logically and see that um, uh, feminism is, is here to stay and it's a change that, that we must achieve and if you are not okay with it you can follow Elon Musk to Mars when he finally colonizes Mars and you can go and live there and if you feel yeah and with the women that agree with you that they are inferior to you you guys can take them there and have your own big space where you can procreate and pass on that ideology to others but as far as on this uh, this idea has come to stay feminism has come to stay equal rights has been a topic that has been fighting for, been fighting for generation to generations even though we haven't achieved it it's a gradual process so people that are like oh it's a lost cause you can never be equal you can never be equality blah blah blah, blah. It's gradual process. People started fighting for equal rights of blacks and whites, and it took years to 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 finally be achieved. And feminism is just a concept or a movement that just started not a long time ago. So give it time. It is here to stay, and we'll finally achieve the equal rights of men and women. We finally achieve uh, um, equality and. There will no longer be gender discrimination or at best even if there's gender discrimination no gender discrimination will have regulations to put in place to counter them and to punish offenders who discriminate against other genders i dropped another gem right there again genders offense you guys should just pick it for this to allow me there and the rest you know, so they can they can sign the boy <laughs> but anyhow we've come to the end of today's topic and don't forget to leave a comment don't forget to share this to people you you feel we need to hear this message don't force it on them though but if you feel like this person actually needs to hear this uh, you can forward it to them with your parents your friends your religious leaders also i don't mind send it to your pastor maybe 
or your imams or some something like that and um, don't forget to follow the twister podcast on twitter it's twsta podcast on twitter things we shouldn't talk about i still remain your host o'neill and yeah the voice earlier you heard that was my that was my wife one one month into the marriage yeah i appreciate you guys but 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 you're wearing the ring on your finger why are you trying to remove the ring now (laughs) okay who who puts it on your finger I put the ring on you your finger. I bought the ring and I wore it and then you took it because you wanted to, and you, you are bearing my last name. But yeah, sure. It's fine. I still remain on using one, you know what I'm <laughs> I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye.